Welcome everyone to Discovery, a Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek. My name is Matt and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody here today to update you on the continued development of Star Trek Discovery, which has descended into full-on panic in some circles, Matt, uh, of which we uh, do not include ourselves. Yeah, I think that what we need to remember, the number one rule is with all these TV offerings out there, TV shows hopefully can come out when they are ready. Um, this network model of which, you know, uh, Star Trek Discovery as, uh, as coming out on CBS All Access and Netflix, uh, you know, that network model is not, uh, is not built into it. They don't have to hit, you know, sometime in September or October. Ooh, but what, what about the uh, Thursday night football? What about the, they, when it's ready, it can come out. And if they need to stop, if they need to slow down, if they need to make changes as things go, isn't that what we want? Uh, I mean, you hope for the perfect script handed down from uh, the great bird of the galaxy and it's all written in gold and it's perfect. But if it isn't, fine. And if you need to take time to perfect effects, I mean, the last thing we want is something that looks like it's great, it, you know, it's great sets and great actors and great makeup cut to exterior and looks like it's something on YouTube. So, yeah, I guess, Pete, if we have one theme for today's podcast, it's... Uh, Let's stand down from yellow alert and just keep a, we, we, we can keep an eye on the scanners, but we don't need to, uh, you know, man the phaser batteries. It seems like a, a refrain that we've had throughout the many episodes that we've done to this point. And let's be clear, were they initially supposed to uh, put the show first on CBS and then to CBS All Access in January? Absolutely. Then in September, we had the uh, backing off of that initial date, and they pushed it to May. Okay, that happened. And then we had the uh, undecided, still undetermined date, although Les Moonves has since said later this fall is the, is the closest thing we have to gospel when it comes to this show. That being said, we have seen test footage of the test flight of the discovery that that came out all the way back at San Diego Comic-Con in July. We're recording this in May, so 10 months, the better part of 10 months ago. Um, so Matt, they're hiding things, right? I think they are developing things. And I think that, you know, Pete, we, we as Star Trek fans have had the pleasure of attending a few Star Trek conventions over the years, the most recent, recent uh, having been uh, Star Trek Mission New York this past September. And um, I think that as Star Trek fans, we forget that there's all these 700 plus episodes available anytime we want. And there's all the behind the scenes stuff immediately on Memory Alpha. And it's all immediately there. And, you know, there's, there's a whole contingent of fans that have concerns with the Kelvin timeline movies. And and I'm not saying that they're perfect. I, I don't share a lot of those concerns. But, you know, there's there's a line drawn in the sand for many people. Um, but I think that the idea that Star Trek has to get made and has to, you know, has to be produced. Obviously, it's something we know in our heads. But I think that the Star Trek fans, sometimes you forget that in your heart and you're just like, 
you know, you do the phaser battle and then dot, 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 tribble. And then the doctor comes in and says something. And then you have your, you know, outsider Spock data character. And that's it, right? It's easy. Well, no, there's a whole slew of lousy Star Trek out there that you just skip over on Netflix at this point, or you watch ironically, or you watch because it reminds you of when you were seven, or you play on your phone while it's on. Or uh, there's this whole new thing that it's trying to be in an advent of TV where we have a Game of Thrones, which there have been many comparisons that this show aspires to be, and really, who wouldn't in the fantasy science fiction realm if you could be at that level uh it's only a multiple uh best dramatic uh emmy winning series but uh, again that we live in a in a non-seasonless environment when it comes to tv and that you know it's not just the fall and maybe if you have a limited series bringing it out sometime in the in the winter or in the late spring we have shows now that bow at any time on the calendar matt and i have discussed at great length and i still maintain that we could get a a stealthier uh star trek launch a la a stranger things when you look at the way that that dominated the landscape for the better part of the summer, uh, particularly July and just became this cultural phenomenon that you would kind of aim to drop it when there isn't a ton of noise as far as, uh, new content is concerned. Here's the only reason why I think that would not be the case. They need this show to drive CBS all-access subscriptions from whatever they are now to, I believe the goal is 4 million people uh, a month, Um, regardless of whatever the number is or whatever the number is stated or whatever they secretly hope. They need to hit that ASAP. And if people are going to take, if people are going to take the tact of, uh, oh, was it when um, House of Cards came out? One of the, one of the, um, it probably was House of Cards. When the, when the first season of House of Cards hit and it had all this splash to it, um, and people were saying, uh, or even you know, entertainment reporters were bringing up to to some of the Netflix people, couldn't uh, couldn't people just do the do the thirty day uh, you know the thirty day trial, watch the whole thing, and then cancel? And the response was, yeah. Uh, we also think there's enough that people are going to hang around, but yeah, you can do that. Um, I think for CBS All Access, that would be a nightmare scenario. A, because they don't have the other stuff to keep you hanging around. Obviously, they're going to then roll it out week to week. So if you want to be seeing it week to week, there's the incentive to buy two or three months worth. But they need this thing to hit, which, Pete, Star Trek is always at its best when it is one step away from the ship blowing up. You know, Hey, Star Trek the Motion Picture was really successful, but people aren't and actually there's some problems with it. We're gonna make one on the cheap and milk this for one more movie. Boom. Arguably the best Star Trek movie that there is. And so on and so on and so on down the line. This needs to be a success, so let them take their time. Maybe they got ahead of themselves announcing dates before they should have. And that's the worst way to make TV is say, hit a date, and everybody be really creative. You Correct. have until Friday. Correct. And 
I think we can point to it. I mean, it's the only example of its like on the network where Star Trek Discovery is going to air. The Good Fight has now finished its first season. Uh, it was renewed in March for a second season. They went 10 episodes as, a pair, as compared to the 13 that Star Trek Discovery is preparing. And, um, you know, as as far as the, the model airing the pilot over the air and then going to um, the CBS All Access portion, uh, the, the second episode of which was immediately available on CBS All Access, that these have to all be done in order to do this, even though it's going to be a week-by-week situation once you're subscribed to the service. Um, you know, we've discussed before, I'll remind listeners again, if you're outside of the United States, well, you're getting this on Netflix. If you're inside the Except for United Canada. States. Canada, Canada's not getting it on Netflix, but. <laughs> and, okay. So if you're outside the <laughs> North America, <laughs> uh, you're, you're, you're getting the Netflix. Um, and that's largely helping to fund, um, you know, a, a more expensive show than the good fight. Uh, but you know, un- until everything's finished, conceivably, we're not going to get that as opposed to a situation where, um, you know, these shows shoot and they're six weeks ahead as far as, you know, the writing, the production, the the post effects happening, you know, more closely to their date. And then, boom, it's on your TV on Monday night or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, it's again, the refrain of, of what we've talked about and, and really kind of trying to talk some people down from, you know, uh, red alert down from the ledge, whatever metaphor you want to use, uh, they're shooting episode five or six or this point. Um, and, uh, you know, again, Moonvis has said they have several episodes in the can, um, but They've not chosen to show any footage yet, and that's okay. How much of Game of Thrones Season 7 have we seen, Matt, as of uh, our recording today on uh, Saturday, May 6th? Uh, Actual footage? I don't think any? Maybe a little time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. What's going to happen? Are they even going to have dragons this season, Matt? Uh, what about the white walkers? Uh, geez, I, I think we need to, to, to have the discussion that maybe games of game of Thrones is done. Games of Thrones is games over. of Thrones is done. Games of throne. It's, it's over. And I mean, Pete, that's, that's perhaps the best example to use, uh, in that, you know, what was the state of the game of Thrones pilot the first time they did it? unwatchable and (laughs) and friends of the producers told them it was garbage and also then didn't understand uh pete i don't want to spoil anything for uh, people who haven't seen any game of thrones but after the first pilot there were producer friends who said i don't get why you told me there was going to be a big deal with this jamie and this cersei they're just two people in love oh wait they're related (laughs) the pilot didn't tell me that so it was a complete disaster, um, a, a complete disaster viewed in private, fixed in private. So when you get to some of the casting uh, stuff that we'll discuss in a minute, Pete, and discover that somebody switched roles, okay, does that make me a little nervous? Yeah. Here's what's worse. 
having somebody who's in the wrong role for the entire season. If you can make the changes, make the changes. Simple as that. And that's okay. And maybe that's a good reason why we haven't seen anything yet because of a possible change like that. Listen, are we all anxious to see the first Star Trek to hit our small screens in 12 years? We'd be kidding if we didn't say we weren't. But I don't want some unfinished or really lousy looking cast shot or anything like we were just talking about on the Inhumans podcast by Fantastic Geek uh, to really kind of taint the the positive feelings that people have for this despite the delays. And uh, Pete, let's talk about some of the casting uh, stuff announced just uh, uh, oh, within the last uh, week or so. Shazad Latif, who uh, was playing the Klingon Cole, now will star as Lieutenant Tyler. Okay. Uh, Rekha Sharma is going to be playing Commander Landry, a security officer. Kenneth Mitchell now will be Cole, the Klingon. Claire McDonnell will uh, be Danas, uh, another Klingon. And then Damon Runyon will star as Ujali, another Klingon. So, Pete, we got lots of Klingons. Sounds like Klingons versus Federation. Good stuff. Okay, th- th- those are all. Those are all, you know. Based on those scant additions, there, Pete, we got more security. We got more Klingons. Hopefully, somebody's speaking Klingonese all over the quadrant. And Pete, the the, the drama's built in. I'm not gonna lie that I did not think this was the place, uh, time wise, to go back and set the show in an era pre Kirk, given what we had done with enterprise now okay there is a trajectory you've you've done the earliest series and now you're going to come back and and do something set after that i would have gone well out past the uh next gen deep space nine voyager time frame set it way down the road they've they've made that decision that's fine they're going with what they know. They're going with what is outrageously popular within this universe, Federation Klingons. So the the number of uh, actors that they're bringing in here, I love the Rika Sharma uh, casting, big fan of hers from uh, Battlestar Galactica, somebody who worked her way into uh, the regular cast in the later seasons, definitely made an impression. Um, I think they're pushing all the right buttons from a casting standpoint. I think Rain Wilson, uh, you know, re uh, recurring um, possibly, if not just a one off episode. Harry Mudd, I think, is uh, dream casting when it comes down to that. I think he's going to absolutely crush that part. Um, but OK, we're we're in May. We were supposed to get the show here originally. They're filming five and or six right now. They're 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 moving through it. Pete, I'll just add, uh, and, and I mean, who knows? This this goes in the uh, in, in the what if bin. Um, there was so much fan confidence in uh, in Brian Fuller uh, initially being creator, showrunner, so on and so forth, um, and. Uh, I don't need to like all the TV that's out there to know that there's some great TV. So I'm not saying that I'm the end all and be all. Uh, I know that Fuller uh, had American Gods on his plate before Star Trek came along. Long before. 
and and part of the reason if you read between the lines part of the reason he left uh star trek discovery was because he wasn't uh being given the amount of uh total control that perhaps he had for american gods having seen the american gods pilot just based on my own personal tastes i'm okay knowing that cbs let brian fuller go that's not to say that he does not have great star trek pedigree which he does it's not to say that he doesn't love star trek which he does um it's not to say that he hasn't made other things that that have their own tone and i know american gods you know has has its own source material and so on and so forth but i was okay watching that pilot and saying okay star trek that i love uh is is going to be shepherded day by day by somebody else other than shepherded this show um i'm okay with that to me that was a slight you know vote of confidence in my own my own star trek soul i mean listen he had that project but first uh, he's been working on it for a long time trying to get uh neil gaiman's uh you know very much acclaimed novel to the small screen. Uh, I've not watched it just yet. I'm definitely on board to check it out. I know that you watched the pilot. It is uh, darkly imaginative. I don't know. Like uh, Hannibal was before that. Like Pushing Daisies was. Like Wonderfall was. Okay, so he's 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 got that imagination. That being said, I'm super confident that, uh, Aaron Harberts and Gretchen J. Berg are going to, as people who have worked with him before that have taken over the stewardship as showrunners from, uh, Brian Fuller, get this done in, uh, ample and, uh, astounding fashion. Well, we will continue to to remain hopeful, continue to keep our eye out for, for uh, I was going to say for some kind of PR stuff. They keep announcing these cast additions, and I think that in their mind, that is, um, that's feeding the fan interest, and um, clearly they've made the decision to not do the bridge reveal, the shuttle bay reveal, the, right. the costume reveal, the makeup reveal. They're, they're holding off, I don't know, Pete, for when they're closer to actually launching the show so i think in their mind they're handling the pr better than those with the most pessimistic look uh think they are well two things as far as you know pr you've got the official end of it which is okay here are these casting announcements done through their facebook page done via twitter and then you've kind of got some other things happening on the internet that uh, are, are, are speaking to what's going on. The first I'm going to bring up, Matt, is uh, Stella Star Trek Dog. So if you are on Twitter and you are unaware of at Star Trek Dog, you need to make yourself aware of that. Uh, this is a Twitter account um, that uh, Stella is the name of uh, Nick Meyer's dog, apparently. And uh, we've been following this for a while. We get a hoot out of uh, seeing what Stella has to say. Uh, they made a big deal at Star Trek Discovery that they have a dog-friendly writer's room. Everybody brings their, their dogs in there. Um, but there's a tweet from uh, April 26th where uh, Stella had to say, if you have to be reminded why hashtag Star Trek is great – indoors keeps coming back then you probably need to realize i'm just a dog hashtag discovery 
Well, Pete, a couple of thoughts there. First of all, I'm glad to see that that notion of of uh, hopefulness for the series, that notion of a promising future. Uh, I am a little crushed, however, to to consider that maybe this isn't a dog on Twitter. I, Pete, I thought we were there. <laughs> I thought we were there as a country. And you know what? I guess sometimes you get a little disappointed. We're not there yet. Yeah. The other thing that has uh, has popped up online that uh, definitely raised a couple eyebrows. So Jonathan Frakes, who played Commander Riker from The Next Generation, um, yesterday, Matt, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Thursday, uh, May 4th, um, tweeted out a picture uh, on a set um, with, uh, he's got a coffee, there's a starscape in the background. There is lighting just at the edge of view. There is what looks an awful lot like the old style sets without windows that have, um, you know, the 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 steel type of girders. Uh, it 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 looks almost right out of next gen as far as uh, a. a you know, cabin crew quarters. And, uh, he asks, where am I now? Oh, I am just seeing this picture for the first time. Pete, if that's not star Trek, I don't know what is. I really have a hard time believing that it's not. And they have not announced all of the directors for the various shows. This is a guy who's directed star Trek, who's directed star Trek in the movies, who has directed other movies, who has directed a lot of other TV. He would be a more than natural choice to be brought up to Toronto and to, uh, lens an episode or few. So I'm super hopeful. Uh, we have, uh, we've seen Jonathan Frakes, with a with a stealth announcement that he's directing one of these episodes, or at the very least, got up to the set. Pete, could I could I maybe throw some cold water on that? Possibly. Sure. His previous tweet, he makes reference to a great day with the bridge crew hashtag Orville, which is the Seth MacFarlane Star Trekian spoof comedy. Um, so maybe who knows, Pete? Maybe. Maybe that's where the picture is from. Maybe he's trolling the fans. Pete, maybe he's moved from directing an episode of Orville to, uh, or whatever that show is called, to Star Trek Discovery. So, I don't know. It might be one. It might be the other. Heck, Pete, maybe he's working on Thunderbirds too. I don't know. <laughs> um, wh- whatever it is, I, I still think, and the, the Stella tweet and, and even bringing in Frakes, there's no doom and gloom here. This is a TV franchise 51 years now in existence. We're coming up on 51 years in, in September. Um, there's no reason to think it's not going to continue and to continue for a long, long time. I mean, if the break in the 70s after the initial show didn't kill it, then why is a 12 year gap after uh, you know the the least watched show of of any of the series so um let let's you know let it happen at its own pace uh hope for and uh maintain high expectations when it comes to the product and when we see it we'll judge it we'll know what it is 
and we'll be here to talk about it. We'll keep we'll keep Pete the spirit of boldly hoping. And uh, Pete, I, I mean that seriously. I mean that genuinely. I mean because here are our options: watch the pilot. So so uh, kind of uh, entranced in a in a pessimistic state, and how it's not your favorite captain from the other show, and how it's not from your favorite era from the other shows, and how it's not Rick Berman or it's not Gene Roddenberry or it's not a this, it's not a that, and you're not going to find anything good in it because it's not going to be one of the other seven hundred plus episodes. Or sit down and say, hey, there's some new Star Trek. Let's be optimistic here about what it offers and to treat it fairly. You know, Pete, if it's if it's an hour of people, I don't know, mumbling into tribbles and there's no uh, audible dialogue <laughs> and it's so artsy fartsy because we're it, the entire episode is going to be uh, experienced through the mind of a telepath who's in a coma. Uh, okay, guess what? I'll quickly bounce. If we get, you know, the high seas of space, if we get balance of terror, submarine battles in space, if we get a reminder of the great the great uh, fabric of humanity and infinite forms and infinite uh, diversity and infinite combinations. If we get that, all right, I'm on board. And, and, and that's, that's what it needs to do. And, and we'll give it the time to, uh, to grow into it. I'm certainly not suggesting we're so hard up for Star Trek back on TV that we're, we're going to accept an inferior product, but TV has changed so much as, a medium and an art form since 2005. We have things that are regularly broadcast on TV that rival film productions. And I'm not saying that's what Star Trek Discovery will be, but given the amount of attention, given CBS and how much it knows what this property is worth, the emphasis on doing it right not to meet an arbitrary date like you have to with film because you know you need the theaters and their scheduling and everything like that, um, which again, we just talked about with Inhumans. But hey, this will hit air when it hits air and then it's going to go to our digital wing, which we're hoping people will subscribe for. And that's going to be what it's going to be. Um Let's not forget again, you know, back to the Star Trek up against the wall that it began. It owns its genesis about being up to the wall with a failed pilot. <laughs> yeah, it was essentially a canceled pilot. I mean, they said, on, try do again. You, do you think anybody there in that room thought they were, uh, you know, on the trail of in the, you know, the genesis of a TV and film empire that would span at least 51 years. Clearly not, but, uh, but Pete, they had the, they had the hope to make it better and yeah. to stop and to take the time and say, you know what, we're not going to immediately rush this to series, nor are we immediately going to scrap everything. Let's go back and get it right. And I think that's what Star Trek fans need to remind themselves in in times that might seem dark, Matt. We're, we're all going to get through this. There are better days ahead. 
Pete, as always, a big thanks to our patrons on patreon.com slash fantastic geek for uh, keeping the, the matter antimatter stream working, keeping us powered on and uh, making sure that not just our past, but our future is possible. Absolutely. Everybody who uh, has gone to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Fantastic Geek. Uh, everybody who contributes gets uh, exclusive podcast content. Uh, and then there are levels that you may donate at. Everybody helps us uh, power those EPS conduits. So thanks again for all your help. We will update all our listeners as to the latest goings on for star trek discovery as news comes out i have to imagine pete here we are it's the beginning of may you know we're looking ahead to uh san diego comic-con in july new york comic-con in october you know at a certain point they're gonna have to press the flesh and show people footage and so on and so forth so we of course will uh will uh well keep the info out there so stay subscribed get subscribed whether you're listening on the uh discovery feed or our the pop culture podcast by fantastic geek feed we will keep you in the loop and make sure that you are in the know i would be stunned if san diego comic-con comes and goes without the pilot being seen by somebody pete hope remains with that i will prepare to close hailing frequencies and say goodbye to one and all but i will give you pete the final word second star to the right and straight on till morning